welcome to the Daily Cron for Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today, I want to talk a little bit about micro.blog and microblogging in general. So what is micro.blog? Micro.blog, and that's the domain name as well as the name of the service, is a microblogging host and platform that I resubscribe to today. Uh, micro, uh, microblogging is the idea of allowing you to to um, post short Twitter-like posts, but to a web page that you control, often with a domain name that you choose as well. Uh, and the reason you'd want to do this uh, is primarily because today's social networks are problematic in some ways. They're very much ad-driven, and that means that they have to examine your your usage activity and gather information about you and then target those advertisements to you. And maybe you don't like that or you don't find that uh, appealing. There's also a lot of uh, potential harassment and you know jerky people on some of these platforms. And maybe you want to avoid that as well. A lot of you know fake news and misinformation spreads on these platforms virally. And this is also a way of potentially avoiding that as well. Uh, so a microblog, a micro dot blog is what I'm going to talk about because that's a service that I have some experience with. I was one of the early adopters of it uh, years ago, but I didn't really use it. Um, I thought it was a great idea, but at the time, I, I the tooling just wasn't there. But I re-evaluated it and decided to start paying them again uh, in order to you know use all the the features and use the uh, the apps. And I like micro dot blog because I set up a Domain name. I set up micro.stephentolton.com, so you can see my little web page with my blog, my micro blog post on it. And I already have it set up to cross post to Twitter, so I could uh, I could just potentially use uh, use this service as my primary um, posting point for things that go to go to Twitter. And then I'm looking into how how to get it cross post other things. Uh, Other features of this I'm not really using yet. Uh, It can handle photos, and uh, you can modify the look of the web page so I can make it look better, make it look more like whatever I want my main blog to look like when I get to that. So that's pretty cool. The main thing I'm using right now is just uh, cross-posting the Twitter and the idea uh, and it's the domain name. So this was uh, the service itself was created by a developer named Manton Reese. Uh, I had the good fortune of meeting him at least once at release notes years ago when he was talking about this. He uh, it's pretty famous in our developer circles as uh, because he was the developer that left Twitter years ago. Uh, he since has another account there, but it just I think cross posts from micro.blog, so I don't I don't know if he's very active at all on Twitter. But uh, he left Twitter and he started doing this, and uh, I thought it had a lot of uh, it, it had a kind of embodied the early web. So I, I'm old enough to remember the early web, and the idea then was we'd have our own web pages, our own domain names. And we would post whatever we want there. And then through the power of, of links, you would link together people's you know, websites. And then blogging, or back then early blogging was huge because uh, it even had these built-in mechanisms in early blogging so that you could automatically link back to a blog post that someone else made. So you could, um, you could basically write a post of your own on your own blog, on your own domain name, and then it would, in response to someone else's blog post, and then it would create a link back to it. So you could see at the bottom, you could link back to it. You could also have comments. So you can imagine that take full size blogging and take it down into a micro form, these short form posts, and you have micro blogging, really. 
And that's what Twitter was and kind of is still. But tw- the thing about Twitter is that Twitter is a silo. It's, um, it's uh, one company. They own it. They control access to it. They can decide what features you have access to, what apps you have to use, and they can shut you down at any moment. The content you put in that system is not really fully owned by you. You know, you, you know it's there, and, and if they want to take it down for some reason, you know, it's gone. Same thing with Facebook and Instagram. So uh, using a microblog is a way to make sure that you have ownership of that content. So regardless of what happens in the other social networks, if you choose to cross post them. So that's an important reason why you might want a microblog. Um, the main advantage of the regular social networking sites is that their audience size is huge. Like, as far as I know, there's no microblogging platform or community that is anywhere near the size of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you're a business, especially, that needs to build an audience, I mean, you need to go where people are, but you don't necessarily um, need to uh, only live there. You could still use your microblog as your starting point. Uh, right now, though, I think microblogging is still, to me, it has the feeling of it, it's more about individuals, more about people, not businesses as much. There's plenty of tools to help you cross-post the main platforms of your business person, and uh, you can do that. But I think microblogs, they seem to be right now thriving in these small communities of individuals. So uh, you just connect with people you know or people that are in a... Uh, like a particular community, like most of the people I follow on micro.blog, they're developers, designers, people I've maybe met at conferences or that I know of through the community. And I'll follow them there. And the uh, the uh, idea of being able to, you know, just have that control that's of my of my social media posts more than I do now was actually very appealing to me. Um. I'm just trying to lately build a, you know, build an identity online that I own and is not just mediated by some giant corporation. Because, you know, more and more of the way that Facebook runs its business and Twitter and then Instagram, which is, you know, owned by Facebook, I mean, it's disconcerting. I don't, I don't agree with all of it. I still get value from these platforms, but the balance of value to harm <laughs> is, you know, shifting rapidly. And so I'm I'm trying to find a way to, you know, maybe someday exit completely from those platforms. But for now, to try to move some of my my posts, some of my community engagement that I find important to a place that I have more control over and is maybe full of of people that I can have more meaningful kinds of uh discussions and, and communications with. And we'll see if that part of this uh, plan works out uh, because I only just restarted my micro.blog account today. But if you want to check out micro.blog, I'll have a link to it uh, in the show notes and you can go to micro.steventolton.com to see my particular micro.blog. The main micro.blog website has like a little video you can watch about it, uh, about why they created, uh, you know, a little two minute video and like a blog post, something about why they created it. And you can see more information. It's very cool. and it has a, a lot of features, by the way, that I didn't even mention. Micro.blog specifically, you can have an RSS feed of your blog, which is great. So if you know what RSS is, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because our RSS, you know, really simple syndication. It was a format that was huge 
not even that many years ago. New York Times and big news companies really got on board and, and made everything accessible by RSS. And the idea was you could subscribe, go to like a web page and just hit a button in your browser, and then it would subscribe to all the content that they put, they were putting out there. And it would just automatically get delivered to your computer and you could read the content, read those articles in an RSS reader. And they have them for your phone, they have them on your computer. There was Google used to have one called Google Reader, which was a web app like Gmail. And that was huge. And so uh, at one time, everybody was on board this this whole concept. So instead of going from website to website to website, what I would used to do, and what I still do to an extent today, but not as much as I used to, I used to just open up my RSS reader in the morning, and I would just read the top stories that were showing up in there. And it was really great. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Uh, but a lot of these big media companies have turned off those RSS integrations over the years, and they and they started embracing the big social media networks as they grew, Twitter and Facebook specifically. And as we see more and more today, kind of, you know, unethical and potentially unethical behavior from a lot of these big companies and how people are starting to get more uncomfortable with the idea of the how the advertising uh, business works with these companies and how much information they have about you and they use to target you. I mean, people are, are I think, looking for alternatives and microblogging is an alternative. And this is one of the reasons why I was looking to re-implement it again today. Uh, another another one of these services that I have only just created an account for a while ago and I haven't used it yet, it's Mastodon. And Mastodon is like a social networking um, framework host. What, what do they call themselves? Mastodon is like a bunch of communities, but it's uh, each community is an individual server. I don't know if that means literally a server, but each one is basically topic focused. Like the one that I'll, I'll link to in here is Johns.club. So I'm a member of that one. That one is run by, um, administered by Alex Hillman uh, of Indie Hall. And this one, it only has like 419 users, as I'm looking at here. And it's for Philadelphians who love Philadelphia, is what, it, is what its tagline is. But there's a whole bunch of these Mastodon groups. They all are around specific kind of topics or groupings of people around some similar interest or maybe industry or something like that. So you can find the one that works for you, and it's and it's a particular server, so you log into that particular community. But I think that there's uh, some, I think there is some kind of decentralized way of communicating across servers. I'm not sure, but it's it's all uh, open source software and open web protocols and decentralized, so it's not controlled by one big company, and that's the point. So if you want to find a community of like-minded people about some topic or in some industry. Mastodon may be a really good place to look for that community. Uh, and you may be able to find it there, and it may be more fruitful to have conversations there when you want to be about that kind of topic than on the larger network like Twitter, which you know can have a lot of noise. Um, so I guess that's about it. Check out the links in my show notes. Uh, create your own micro.blog if you want. And uh, if you already have a microblog on some service or you know of another service that I didn't talk about, you know, let me know. Uh, again, you can find me at, at um, micro.stephentolton.com. You can find me on actual Twitter at Stolton, Instagram at Stolton, um, you know, dailycronpodcast.com. If you want to send me an email through the contact form, go ahead and do that. Plenty of ways to find me. It's, it's not hard to find my social media or website stuff online. So. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about microblobbing. Microblogging. <laughs> microblobbing would be something else entirely. Okay, so 
stay warm out there if you're part of the country, which is undergoing the deep freeze tonight. And I will see you next time. Keep the lights low.